When you and your spouse are at odds with one another, it's easy to expect your spouse to be the one who goes first to make things right. But what happens if they don't want to go first? What happens if you don't want to go first? Who should go first to try to repair the relationship? Well, in today's episode of Quick Counsel, we're going to see if we can figure that out. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. You know, people who make art will tell you that the hardest part is sitting down and getting started. Going first, if you will. Whether the art is writing or cooking or painting or remodeling or music or something else, the hardest thing is getting started. Well, the same is true in marriage, and especially when there's a rift between spouses. It's during those times when spouses tend to dig in their heels and expect the other one to go first to work on an issue or to apologize for an offense or to show support or to serve the other one. The problem is neither spouse wants to be the one who goes first. We've all heard children say, hey, you go first. No, you go first. No, I don't want to go first. You go first. But children are not the only ones who act that way. Spouses also have trouble going first. Well, some would say, well, why is it important for me to go first anyway? They're the ones who need to go first. They're the ones who are at a fault. And believe me, I get it. I have felt that way at times. We all have. I've sat with many spouses in counseling offices that have felt the same way. But despite how we may feel, I believe it's important that you and I go first, even if we think we shouldn't have to. Why? Well, there are at least four reasons why we need to be the ones who go first. First, going first shows initiative. When you go first, whether it's to apologize or right or wrong or start a conversation or show support or serve the other, it shows that you're not going to be lazy and ignore something until your spouse brings it up. There's nothing more frustrating than when you're waiting for your spouse to make the first move, but it is just as frustrating for them when they're waiting on you to make the first move. So take the initiative. Second, going first shows sacrifice. When you go first, it shows that you're willing to sacrifice for the good of your spouse and for the good of your marriage. And this is important because words may say I love you, but it's your sacrifice that proves it. Another thing going first does, going first shows investment. You invest in something because you expect to go the distance with it. You expect to have a good return from it. And so when you go first, especially when things are difficult, it shows that you're investing in the long haul of your marriage, that you expect your marriage to go and grow the distance. And finally, going first shows spiritual maturity. Now, you may or may not be a person of faith, but take a listen to this. In the New Testament, we're told in Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. So, first, be reconciled. But, Later on in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So whether I have something against someone or they have something against me, I'm called to go first. Going first when things are difficult is important because it shows spiritual maturity. 
Okay, so we've looked at all the reasons why we should go first when there's a problem in the relationship. Now let's look at how we can go first. At the risk of overstating the obvious, there are not three steps to going first. There's just one step. Go first. But even though there's not three-step process or a four-step process to going first, there are four things you can do, or rather not do, that will make going first easier. The first, don't keep score. Deal with the thing before you, the present issue, not all the grievances from the past. When there's something difficult to address in a marriage, it's easy to dredge up and pile on all those past offenses. This won't accomplish anything but make your spouse more defensive than they already are, so stick with the present issue. Second, don't overthink it. Too often when we need to deal with something difficult, we go through a silent mental chess game in our heads. We think through our approach and and their possible responses. We try to figure out the best way to say something and the best way to, to approach them or not approach them. Don't do this. Don't overthink it. Just bring up the issue as plainly and as simply and as lovingly as you can. And then the two of you can work through it without second guessing one another. Third, don't wait. It's always best to address things when they first come up. That's when both the issue and the emotions are at their smallest. If you wait to address it, you'll probably overthink it like we talked about. And the longer you wait to address the issue, the more time you have to let your emotions and your frustrations ramp up so that when you finally bring it up, you'll already be overly frustrated and your spouse will feel blindsided. Keep your accounts short and address things when they happen. You may think that's going to make matters worse, but really, the opposite is true. And finally, don't be harsh or hurtful. Another ancient New Testament letter, the letter to the Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 15, says this. It says that we are to speak the truth in love. Try to speak the truth so that the issue can be dealt with, but do it in a way that is loving and upholds the worth and value of your spouse. In other words, focus on the problem, not the person. So there you have it. The reasons you need to go first when there's a disruption in your relationship and some of the things not to do to make the process easier. If you want to make a stronger and better marriage, try going first when it comes to working through relational problems. Some of the best marriages are those where the husbands and wives are trying to beat the other to the punch when it comes to humbling themselves and doing what they need to to address the difficulties. So give this a try and see if this works for you. As we come to the end of another Quick Counsel podcast, I want to thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you've heard something that will be practical and helpful and applicable to your life. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment or a review. And check out more helpful materials at brettleg.com. That's one T, two Gs. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till the next episode of Quick Counsel, have a great, great week. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.